Hello, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I use, you know, Mark Bennett is a real boring name. You know, it's just Mark Bennett. One time, actually, there was this girl that uh, used to live in my apartment building. We never actually hooked up, but it really felt like we did. I don't know how to explain that. It's just we spent a lot of time together, and uh, and things got weird. And then after the things got weird, it still felt like we hooked up. We both felt that way, but we didn't do it anyway. She said, Mark Bennett, that's a strong name. She would always be, she was one of those girls, you know, that talked through her teeth. You know, like she was like, oh my God, that's a strong name. You, I know you can't see me right now, but I, I'm putting my two teeth together. My two teeth. I have two teeth. For those of you who don't know me, I got two shiny teeth. They're two, I, you know, they're, they're on their own, but they're shiny. No, like I'm putting my top teeth and my bottom teeth. What do you call them? Rows. I put two rows of teeth together, and then and then you go, oh my god, like you know, like Thurston Howell the second or whatever the fuck that guy's name was from Gilligan's Island. Do you remember that? Oh my god. Oh, uh, what what was the name of his? Of his wife, Mitzi. Okay, this has gone off the rails already. I don't remember the name of anything. I don't know why I'm talking about that girl, Tiffany. That was her name. Tiffany. My God, Tiffany. It's such a strong name. Of course her name was Tiffany. Anyway, I met her in my apartment building. Uh, What happened was I was, what, I was 25 years old. And I used to, when I was, it was always, I don't know what, like a dream of mine. I want to, I... Fantasy is the right word, but that just sounds too creepy. It was a fantasy of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me let me tell you about my fantasies. It's just that's just gross. I don't use that term unless I'm talking about like Lord of the Rings or something super weird like that. You know, like that's that's fantasy. It's a fantasy genre. You know, if I'm describing literature, I'll go with that. But if I'm talking about something that I you know, a goal of mine or or something I would like to happen. I don't, a fantasy of mine. It's just, come on now. So, uh, I digress. I'm in the laundry room. Uh, 25 years old, big apartment building. It was always, I don't know, maybe it's television commercials, Doritos commercials. I remember there was a Doritos commercial where this, this super hot girl did the splits in the laundry room and somehow... Uh, that was because of Doritos. I don't exactly know what went down, but that, that, like movies, television, you know, like, like little girls who have body images because of magazine covers. I had laundry room issues, you know, I always thought I'm going to meet hot chicks in the laundry room and lo and behold, you know, the, the commercials, they did not lead me astray. I, I'm, I'm in the laundry room and this, uh, red haired lady, uh, a natural red hair, you know, she's, uh, she was pretty. Um, and I see her doing her laundry. Let's, let's call it Wednesday at, at 12. Let's go with that. And then I go, well, if she did her laundry at this time this week, maybe next week she'll do it at the same time. And I know how that sounds. It sounds kind of creepy because I'm 38. If you say it at 38, it's kind of... But when you're 25 and you're single and the Doritos commercials are swirling around in your head, you know, it's not that big of a leap to think, 
Why wouldn't I go to the laundry room at the same? I'm not stalking her. You know, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm just maybe if she does the laundry next to me, we'll start talking. She'll be like, hey, do you have any quarters? And I'll be like, these machines don't take quarters, you fucking idiot. Bad, bad way to start that conversation. But you get the gist. You get the gist. So it worked. It worked. I was, uh, I was like a laundry room savant, you know? Started talking to her. Turns out she worked right next to where I worked. I worked at uh, Staples head office. Um, Staples, the business depot i don't know what the fucking anyway the staple stores that are in canada and the united states i worked at their head office in canada and it was not close to my apartment building so this is why it's kind of a weird coincidence because it wasn't close to my apartment building but it was in fact uh, her office was right next to my office way out in the boonies so we um we got to chatting you know and uh one thing led to another we became good buddies you know i wasn't I wasn't the smooth ladies' man that uh, that you see before you or you hear that you hear before you. Not the same type of guy that picked up my wife, you know, who actually picked me up. Um, not physically, of course. Uh, although that's a fantasy. That's a fantasy of mine. It's, it is not. It, it is not. Um, and so I wasn't too... I was one of the friend zones, guys. Do you know what I'm talking about? All the friends. Like, I had a lot of female friends. Didn't have a lot of female, uh, you know, whatever. Girlfriends. I didn't have a lot of female sex. Didn't have a lot of sex with the female. Or males. More males. Didn't have a lot of sex, period. There was no, very little sex was happening. You know, it's kind of weird. I'm sort of in my own head now. I just realized, I just realized, I just said that, and I was thinking about people listening to the podcast, because the podcast is starting to do okay. I don't know why, but it is, and now I'm picturing, like, you know, friends of my, of my, my dad, and, and, like, you know, people, just people across the world who sort of know my family, and, and then they're, now they're hearing about, you know, when I did or did not have sex with men and or women, you know? I don't, but fuck it. I didn't do this podcast to be judged. I sit in my car and I yell at midnight anonymously. I'm going to stay that way. I don't care. I don't care if you're listening, Mr. Critch, okay, who is a really great guy and and our next door neighbor when I was growing up. You know, I don't care if Mr. Critch thinks less of me. I do. I actually really care if he thinks less of me, but I'm not going to censor myself, you know. Anyway, back to the point, is that I uh, really wasn't good picking up the girls, so I just, I, we, we just became, we became buds, you know, and uh, she was the only person that ever said I had a good name, and uh, I appreciated that, you know, and uh, the problem is, is that I got an entertainment, and there is literally on IMDb, the, you know, the stuff you for actors and comedians and stuff like the listing of them, the uh, encyclopedia of actors, there's there's at least 12 Mark Bennett's. I think I'm three of them because I, I keep filling out the forms wrong. But anyway, I uh, I think I'm Mark Bennett the 10th. I think I'm I think I'm the 7th, the 10th and something else. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the point is, I started also calling myself Mark Joseph Bennett. I also feel that that sounds a little more uh, studious, a little more Ivy League, you know, because I'm writing scripts and shit. So I want and people. Oh, Mark Joseph Bennett, three names. Well, then he's a heavy hitter, that guy. 
three full names. I mean, he, he's amongst the great, the great writers of all time, you know, that have three names like, like Anna Nicole Smith, right? I literally can't think of one. Paul Thomas Anderson. There you go. Paul Thomas Anderson, he wrote a movie or two. He and Anna Nicole Smith are the only three named people I can think of. Anyway, I did it out of desperation, which is also why I get into the friend zones. Desperation. But now I'm married. All that's behind me. I'm really glad. I got to tell you, I'm glad. You know, I and when I when I become single again, you know, when my wife and leaves me and takes our son, um, I I'm not going back into it. I like and that's the thing. Like I if Sarah really does leave and we all know there's a good possibility of that. We all we all know that. Come on now. Even statistically speaking, even if I'm a great guy who does everything right. And um, and she's a great person who does everything right. Still, like, you know, people get divorced. It happens a lot. It really does. It's it's more more people get divorced than don't get divorced. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I haven't really looked that up lately. And uh, but so obviously the odds are in favor of me being single eventually. You know, besides the fact that I'm a total fuck up, who's you know, like, look at me, look at me. I, it is, it is midnight on, what is it? It's not even midnight. I got the time wrong. It's 10.33 p.m. It's 10.33 p.m. on February 28th, the very end of Black History Month. My friend Niles again, very funny comedian. Look up Niles again. He always talks about Black History Month, shortest month of the year. Well played, white people. Well played. Always super funny. Gets a huge laugh. Uh, There you go, Niles. Just doing your jokes on my own podcast. What do you think of that, buddy? Anyway, it's 10.34 now, and I'm uh, screaming, literally screaming, in my Prius, in my garage, and I'm doing this, it's just, I I did the last podcast in my house, like I did it, I bolted up in in the day, you know, because my wife and son weren't home for the first time in, I probably since he's been born, they were out at some kind of appointment. And no, it wasn't an appointment. They were at an aquarium. They were out having fun, doing something. And so I tried to do the podcast, and, and long-time listeners of the podcast, I think we're in podcast nine now, they will know that last episode, I tried to do it without even having a cup of coffee. And I got to tell you, I mean, it was all over the place. Don't get me wrong. Still captivating. Just like a, a scintillating conversation. One-sided, I grant you, but uh, definitely worth a listen but I got it. I I when it was done, I was like, "Did I speak? Did I did I even press record? What happened?" So I've decided to go back to the old bread and butter, screaming in my car in a basement, and that's where we are. I didn't, and I don't know why I started with the shit that I've already started with. You know, I've had plenty of coffee today, plenty of coffee. So what I wanted, I I wanted to update you on a couple of things. Um, rumble into Jimble. The fight that happened in uh, at the gym I go to, to, to update our listeners. So, uh, Nick the bodybuilder uh, and Steve the great Canadian athlete, they go to the GM, like the general manager. So, okay, a quickly recap in case you've never listened before. Uh, there was uh, the head personal trainer in a gym I go to, which I call Hoodwife. Rhymes with the actual name of the gym, but isn't, of course, the name of the gym. So Hoodwife 
at this gym, the head personal trainer uh, told my friend Nick, the bodybuilder, that he can't train people even if there no money changes hands. And, and then a fight ensued with Nick. And then the next day, that head personal trainer started yelling at another guy at the gym, Steve, the great Canadian athlete. So these guys are offended, and rightfully so. And they go to the GM. They're like, we're going over your head, buddy. And we have the policy now, and it's underlined and highlighted, thanks to Steve, who is also a lawyer, great Canadian lawyer. He highlights the policy, shows the GM, says, in your own policy, it says that members are allowed to train other members informally as long as no money is changing hands. Your head personal trainer is wrong. We demand retribution. We demand emancipation or other such things that lawyers may say. And uh, do you know what the GM says? He says, well, listen, that's not, look, policy written down, that's for lawyers. Okay? But that's not what we follow. And so Steve is just floored. He's like, I'm sorry? He said, yeah, but the policy's for lawyers. It's not for us. He goes, no. No, I think, it, think it's for you. Uh, it's, it's your policy. He said, no, that's not our policy. That's just what we have written down. He's like, right, but what, what you have written down, though, is probably exactly what you should be following. He's like, no, no, we know the policy, and that's not it. He said, but, but the policy's here on the paper. And, like, so honest to fucking God. Now, what do you do with that? He just, Steve just left. He was like, okay, I'm going to go do a workout now because I'm talking to a brick wall. What do you do with that? I know maybe he's just trying to back up his personal trainer. I get that. But, I mean, how do you how do you fight a fight when there's no, someone just simply doesn't understand? Listen, we're reading these words, but these words are not what we're listening to. Just honest to fucking God. So we're all beside ourselves. Now, Beardy, the head personal trainer, I call him Beardy, you know, because um, I enjoy that name. Because if I haven't made it clear, Beardy... Uh, is a head personal trainer, but he's not in shape. So the only real way you can describe him is that he has a beard. And uh, he actually came up to me yesterday, me, on my own. I walk into the gym. I go late uh, yesterday. I was, going, I was there about uh, almost 9 p.m. And I show up, and Beardy comes sprinting towards me. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going to have to fight this guy, osteoporosis or no. I'm going to drop him. And I literally, like, I like I felt my fist flinch. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm ready. I, I think I'm ready to, uh, do I drop him before he gets to me? Because he's kind of tall. So his long spindly arms, I got to, I got to, I got to do a preemptive strike. I got to take a stride forward, you know, pop him in the, in the, in the throat, you know, get him right there in the jugular. But uh, no, he runs up to say, hey, man. It's a good thing you weren't here earlier. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Why is that, Beardy? Why is it a good thing I wasn't here? Are you kicking me out of the gym? What's happening? And he was like, yeah, there was a big flood. We all, it was crazy, man. We all had to leave. We all had to go somewhere. And I was like, uh, okay. Beardy's trying to strike up a conversation. He's just trying to be friendly now. Now, what am I supposed to say to that? You know, I'm supposed to hate you, Beardy. You're not supposed to come by... And try to make it right and try to be friends with us. He, he Apparently he's doing the same thing to Nick the bodybuilder and to Steve, the great Canadian athlete. He is coming up to us, each of us individually, and being all nice and chatty. He's trying to strike up friendships. I knew it would fucking happen. 
I knew it would happen because I got this podcast, and obviously I've been trashing them left, right, and center. It's been the primary drive of the last few podcasts, and he's going to get to know us all. My podcast is starting to make the rounds in the gym. Thanks to Nick the Bodybuilder. I mean, he's a gregarious, lovely fellow who's been promoting the podcast, so a lot of people know about it. And especially after the shit went down, a lot of people were very interested to hear the podcasts that were specific to the shit. And now Beardy, if he hasn't listened already, is gonna listen. What do you do about that, right? That's awkward. It's almost as awkward as that Oscars thing, right? You guys saw that? You saw that fucking thing? Oh my God. It just, honestly, and it was the, the, it's just the La La Land. It was such a good friggin' analogy. The the white people, the La La Land is like Hollywood. The movie was about like, a, like it was romanticizing Hollywood. As far as I know, I haven't watched a fucking movie. So I apologize if I'm totally off base, but it seems to be romanticizing Hollywood. Like at one point they showed a clip of uh, that redheaded girl with the big eyes. What's her name? Uh, Jim Carrey was in love with her at one point. He did a YouTube video. If you haven't seen that, holy shit. Maybe it's down by now. But Jim Carrey did like a a love letter on YouTube to the girl who won Best Actress. But this was years ago. And she was quite young at the time. And Jim Carrey said he was just joking about the whole thing. But it was all awfully strange. It was awfully strange. And Jim, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Maybe I just didn't get that joke. But it seemed weird. What is her fucking name? Do I, is there, is there something wrong with my brain where I cannot conjure any names? Unless they're nicknames. They're just, they're just, they're out the window. Uh, Emma, Emma Stone, Christ almighty, Mark. Emma Stone. So Emma Stone, um, is in La La Land and she, they show the clip where she's like, you know, I've been doing this for six years and I'm just sick of it. I'm just going to go home and I'm going to do it. And he's, and Ryan Gosling's like, no, I'm broodingly handsome. No, you have... You have the talent in you. You have the fire. You know, and then, and like six years, that's your struggle? Go fuck yourself. How about, how about I've been doing this 15 years and, and the most success I've had is screaming into a microphone in my car. Okay? You piece of shit. Oh, and I should say, uh, I apologize for last episode. I was groggy. Okay. And I said prairie sound twice. I said it twice. My wife listened to it. And she chastised me for it, uh, mostly because it makes her look stupid. It makes her look stupid when I when it's revealed that I am stupid. You know, it's because people can judge her now. They're like, oh, my God, we thought Sarah was smart enough to not marry someone stupid. We assume that Mark maybe wasn't. But so once you realize it now, I know I don't really think Perry sound is pronounced prairie sound. But I said it anyway. I don't know what happened. I have a trouble with it because it's spelled P-A-R-R-Y sound. So really it should be parry sound. But they pronounce it parry sound as far as I know. And so that confuses me. So sometimes I just randomly say prairie sound. You know, those of you in Canada might know what I'm talking about. Those of you across the world are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that I'm stupid. And I'm apologizing to the folks, to the lovely folks of Perry Sound, who had me over at uh, at the Bobby Orr Community Center. And I know the Community Center doesn't sound like I'm playing a fancy gig, but it was a pretty nice gig. Bobby Orr's a big deal, and his Community Center is this big-ass rink with a nice, you know, 
conference room in it. So don't you fucking judge me, all right? You know, I'm not that. St- I'm not stupid. It's Perry Sound, and I'm not doing a shit gig. It was a nice conference room. Okay, Jesus. Anyway, that's what La La Land seems to be about. It seems to be about. Um, the romanticizing of Hollywood. Some people described like they got the most nominations of, of any movie of all time. And it's, it's just Hollywood patting themselves on the back again. And um, so when they won Best Picture, or so they thought, it was just another kick in the face because apparently Moonlight was a better as a better flick. And, uh, you know, and I, the, the, the tweet that I should have had, because I was tweeting a couple of tweets, I should have tweeted this, which is that even... When uh, black people win the best picture, well, no, even when black people win an award, we can't admit it and we try to give it to white people. Like that was it was sort of that tweet, but I was afraid it would come out wrong, you know, and then everyone's like, what did that fucking guy just say? Um, but my point is Moonlight looks like it should have won. It seemed to be a good movie. It seemed to have primarily an African-American cast, La La Land. You know, uh, seemingly, if you're celebrating old Hollywood, you're definitely going to have a primary white cast, you know? You're not going to be celebrating old Hollywood with a lot of black people. They're not They're not celebrating that time period. Oh, yeah, we love the 30s and 40s in America. That was wonderful. Um, so the point is, I did feel bad for Warren Beatty, though. Like, I mean, everybody just started, like, shitting on him like he was some old man. And of course he is an old man, but he he was pausing, he was hesitating. He was like, uh, you know, good good luck. If you you think you can do better than Warren Beatty, they have handed you the wrong envelope. You look down, it says Emma Stone best actress La La Land. Like he he knows something's wrong. So he just he turns it over to Faye. He's like, "Oh, my trusted partner in crime for many years. Oh, I think they did Bonnie and Clyde together. Partner in crime. Look at that. Man, oh man." Um Maybe she can help clarify it, but she quickly reads the card and just blurts it out because she thinks he's fucking around. Because Warren, you know, Warren, he's a big goddamn cut up. Warren loves, he loves to joking. He's always joshing about that Warren Beatty. And then uh, Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel, tried to take the blunt, uh, the brunt of it at the end. He was like, "I blame myself. It's my fault." And that's, you know, that's a good host right there. Um, you know, in terms of stand-up comedy, the host tries to control the show. He takes the hit for when things are going bad. You know, uh, it's it's that's what a good leader does. And Jimmy Kimmel was like, "This is my. This was I was the host. I was in charge. I take the blame." Clearly, it's not his fault. Someone at the accounting firm of Price Waterhouse Coopers or whatever the fuck it was, they are fired like thirty times. I don't. They 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 just kept hiring that person back to fire them. Again, over and over again. It's uh, whoever handed Warren Beatty the wrong envelope, I'm assuming, is who gets fired. And um, so that was that was embarrassing. That was an embarrassing situation. Almost as embarrassing as when I said Prairie Sound. Almost. So we got uh, more updates on it. We got, we got the baby. The baby's trying to crawl now. But he doesn't, he doesn't fucking, he doesn't get anywhere. He just, he gets up on his hands and his knees and he just like rocks back and forth. Like I thought he was doing something gross first because he, the first time he did it was on like a, like a bed. So it was a duvet cover. So I couldn't see the fact that he was really sitting up. So it kind of looked like 
he was trying to uh, dry hump the mattress, and uh, <laughs> so it it looked hilarious. Um, but I checked, you know, to see if he had, had a boner, and my wife got super mad. She was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I just want to make sure he's he's not weird." You know, she was like, "He's a baby. He's just trying to crawl. He's just revving up his engine." I was like, "Okay, well, that's good to know." It's good to know our baby's not a little pervert. He's trying to have sex with inanimate objects at six months of age. It's just that my my brother used to have a cat. Uh, Well, it was his wife's cat. And this cat used to get little cat boners. You know, they get the little little lipstick, you know, that comes out, a little cat boner. And, uh... And it's, like, I, I stayed with my brother for, when I first started stand-up comedy, I started in, in Ottawa, Canada, and um, that's where my brother lived. He was an accountant there. You know, he used to work for PricewaterhouseCoopers. Yeah. Maybe he gave Warren Beatty the envelope. No, he left them long ago. But maybe he sabotaged them. Maybe my brother, in a fit of rage. No, I'm sure he didn't. That's just me belching. Me belching in my car. This is a classy podcast. Everybody talking about baby boners, babies dry humping uh, mattresses, belching in a car. Let's get back uh, to the to the cat. Okay, so little lipstick cat. He would just I would wake up often, you know, at my brother's place, and the cat liked sleeping in my room because, you know, I was a stand up comedian, so I slept all day. So he just like, hey, this guy, this guy is my speed right now. Sleeping all day, I'll sleep in this guy's room. So the cat would sleep in my room, but then he would uh, just every, you know, so often, maybe a couple times a night. I think the cat had a problem, actually. He would just start humping the uh, mattress there with his little lipstick. And I always, like, that's, that was that was always disturbing to me, you know? Just to wake up in the middle of the night, and there's the cat doing that. So when I saw the baby do it... it it brought back the memories, you know. So the traumatic event of watching a weirdly horny cat go at a mattress, I uh, just had to check. I had to make sure my son wasn't doing the same thing because I get, then you got to think, it must be me, right? If two animals are always humping mattresses in your presence, you must be doing something to convince them that that's a good idea. Maybe my mattresses are far too sexy, right? Maybe maybe I got to get less sexy mattresses. But no, turns out uh, little baby Sam is normal uh, in that regard. I don't know. He's not normal in some other regards. Holy shit, we gave him soy uh, today. And because uh, you got to give him for allergies, not just because we're doing the vegan thing. We're like, you got to eat your soy. Just do it. It's it's better for the environment. No, we just yeah we're we're testing everything. We're gonna give them meat. We're gonna give them eggs. We're gonna give them all everything. It's just you have to test for allergies. So we have soy on hand because we eat that crap and um we give it to him and the fucking face he made just Jesus Christ like like we had just like I had told the world that he had humped a mattress. You know like that that type of. You are you fucking kidding me with this? And he just held it in his mouth. He would he he was being polite about it. He didn't spit it out, but he would not swallow it. He just left it in his mouth until my wife, after about ten minutes of him just drooling, was just keeping it. She was just scooped it out. She was like, "Okay, that's enough, there, buddy." 
But then because he's a stupid little baby, there was some more soy on his tray. And uh, he just, I don't know if it's the object permanence thing where, you know, where he doesn't realize, hey, that's the same shit I was just eating. He just picked it up and he shoved it in his mouth again. And then he made a horrible face. And then he spit it out. He spit it out this time, but then picked up some more. And it was really funny to us, you know, um, as long as he's not special. If he ends up being special, we'll regret laughing at him during this particular time. I just, I, I just, he, I think he was just like, oh, God, that was, oh, was fucking disgusting. I need something to wash the taste out of my mouth. Oh, this looks good. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why? It's more of the same. Oh, this one over here. Maybe this will help. No. You know, he just he just kept going for it. I don't know. I don't know. I've been thinking about the baby. Like, it's just raising this fucking kid. Like, our our friend came over. Um, our friends, uh, Fraser and Daniela, they came over to the place. And Daniela started talking to my wife, Sarah, about this Jess Lively chick. And uh, Jeff, Jess Lively is this girl who has this podcast. Um because, I don't know, we were probably talking about my podcast, and then the Jess Lively thing came up. And she's sort of like a positive-y, you know, like, just, you know, follow your bliss, everybody. Just, I'm here to talk about why, you know, guys, just, this is how to self-actualize. And I interview, you know, that type of shit, right? The sort of Tony Robbins with even less substance. Because at least Tony Robbins, at least a lot of his shit was rooted in... um classical conditioning, you know, psychological techniques, stuff like that. Like his early stuff. Some of some of the early Tony Robbins stuff will work, like food against phobias and shit like that. Like cuz it's their psychology techniques that he just put together in a neat package and and used his big like 6 foot 25 frame to ooh, be all charismatic. And um but he lost me over the years. Like I, I listened to him a little bit at first. You know, you're always looking for motivation and stuff. And when you're young and dumb, you know, you can uh, listen to that type of shit and go, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And then as life goes on, you're like, he got a divorce and he's he's all religious and shit. And then you're like, ah, you know what? I can't really fucking get behind this now. You know, but but it doesn't take away the fact that his early shit, you know, with um, the psychological training, because that works. For instance, we're doing it on uh, Little Sam. We're, you know, he needs a bedtime routine, right? So... My wife, what she does is she plays this little French song because she speaks French. So she plays this little French song and then he knows, oh, it's time to go to bed now. So he hears the song and and honest to Christ, he starts yawning. He just starts yawning when the song, as soon as we start playing the song. So we can never play it any other time than around bedtime, which is good because I hate the fucking song. But um, it's it's weird. It's like a regular French pop hit song, but it's clearly just sounds like a, a song for a baby. And uh, I don't know what the French are playing over there. Jesus Christ. But um, the Ballad of Happy People, I think it's translated. La Ballade de Jean's I don't know. That's how my wife says it. And that, I'm sure, right there is a perfect French accent. Absolutely perfect. We play this thing. The baby just starts yawning. Boom. He's out. Down for the count. And I almost feel bad about it. Like, that is, you talk like that Pavlovian classical conditioning we've manipulated him now i'm afraid he's gonna be 30 years old driving down the road and that piece of shit song will come on he'll just like oh oh shit and just off into a ditch you know i'm a little little worried a little worried about that so daniela's talking about this just lively but she's also talking about moving 
talking about moving, going over to Germany, doing something like that. And then I'm like, I, where's this coming from? Where's this coming from, Daniela? And she's like, ah, you know, I just want to travel. I want to get out there and see things before it's too late. You know? Okay, hold on. I got to pause this. Someone's here. Guys, that was totally the guy that was here last time. Two podcasts ago when I thought I was going to be murdered. It was, it's the same guy. You know? And I would have, like, I'd be saying this in a more alarmed tone. But he was there with a lady friend of his. And he seems like a real nice guy. You know, he's big. But he seems real nice, you know. Turns out I was, uh, it was overblown. My whole fear of murder. Unless they're, ooh, they could be a murderous couple though, you know. Could be a murderous couple. You don't know these things. Oh, they're going to drive past now and they're going to see me with the microphone. I don't care. I'm not pausing it. I'm not pausing it possible murderer, but probably just really nice guy. Seemed like he was being real sweet to his lady. Okay. I'm still going to talk. I'm going to keep on talking. What's it talking about? Right. So, so Danielle's talking about moving. She's talking about going, going away. And like, we don't like that. First of all, we take it as a personal insult, both me and Sarah. Like, you want to move away from this? We are friends of yours. And you're going to leave us? What does that say about us? We don't have enough pull to keep people from moving. You know, maybe, maybe because we're friends with them, maybe that's encouraging them to move. You know what, Fraser, he's an easygoing guy, so he's like, yeah, man. And he's a comedian, so he can probably do some of his stuff from wherever he wants to go. But it's just, it's, it seems to me, I don't know, it seems a little fishy. All of a sudden, she's talking about this podcast, and she's talking about moving. So I look up this chick, this Jess Lively, and um, <clears throat> this girl now does, she just does a travel blog. She calls them blogcasts. She does a podcast about blogging come on now let's not fucking complicate this blog cast jesus that's your first clue right there something wrong with her and then it's it says i am unexpectedly traveling indefinitely now come with me on my adventures and i'm like unexpectedly traveling indefinitely what are you talking are you running from the law jess huh what's going on here so anyway she started this positive you know, everybody's a winner type of blog uh, a while ago. And um, in during the blog, as I went back, I read some things. During the blog, she has a boyfriend. She gets engaged to this boyfriend. Writes a whole blog about it, how she's not sure if this guy's the right guy for her, but she prayed on the matter. And turns out he's, you know, I'm. he may not be uh, Mr. Perfect, but... You know, he is good for me right now. Like, fucking, first of all, what what kind of way is that to talk about a human being? He may not be, maybe not everybody is supposed to be, like, she kept saying, he's not, he, he doesn't necessarily complete me. So I wondered, is he the right person? Complete me, 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 me. That's all she, and, but I prayed and God said, this is what you need right now. And honest to Christ, like, you start listening to people like that. Anyway, of course, they get divorced. Like two years later, while she's still doing the blog, telling everybody how to live their lives. You got to do what I do, everybody. Just get with this guy who's clearly not right for you because God said so. And then later divorce him. And then she calls it conscious uncoupling. I'm not fucking kidding you. She has this. She brought on this lady who, who wrote a book about unconscious uncoupling. I think I'm saying it right. It's divorce. It's you're breaking up with people on Un, uh, conscious uncoupling. I think that's the right one. Conscience, con, con, prairie sound uncoupling, 
con- conscious uncoupling. Fuck's sakes. Anyway, you can't even say it right. So don't read this book. And she, the, so this lady talks about how, you know, her life is better uh, and her family's life is better after her conscious uncoupling with her husband and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, so this Jess Lively does this thing. The guy, uh, uh, Mr. Lively, uh, she still uses his last name. Why? I'm st- because it's a good last name. Because it's the Lively, the Lively podcast or something she calls it. So that sounds cool. Lively. I think she fucking married this guy just to get his last name. And then she dumps him. So she has his last name. Anyway, so now because he, he left her, because she's insane, um, she's traveling the world indefinitely and get, getting sponsors for her podcast, you know, to, to probably pay for her life. So she's traveling around. She's 32, I think. And, and every podcast is me, 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 me. That was the last podcast. That's what it was about. The one that... Daniela told my wife to listen to. It was her droning on and on about how she's she was looking for love from other people. And that's nowhere to look. No, you gotta look, you gotta look to love yourself. Like you already fuck you're enamored with yourself. You adore yourself. Maybe you shouldn't look for unconditional love from yourself. Get your shit together. Be a better person. Maybe that's why you can't find love outside of your own self because you're being a huge asshole. You know, maybe if you were more focused on trying to be a better person and instead of trying to love yourself, but that's the way the kids are going these days. You know, they, they just, the kids, all the kids today, everybody, people think they're supposed to be blissfully happy all the time. And it's coming from the inside. And, and I tell you, it's this travel porn that is out there. This is a thing. And just just look at it. I'm, I've picked up on this trend. I'm sure other people have too. But this Jess Lively. And now she's saying, oh, just, just travel and fill your soul up with travel. No, you're, you're filling up your time with distraction. Because you don't want to deal with the fact that you can't operate in society. So you just go on travel benders. And the, a lot of the YouTubers are doing this, like these vlogs, these daily vlogs people are doing. There, a lot of them are travel vlogs where these like weird hippie kids, they grab their you know five thousand dollar cameras because they got money from somewhere, and they they just travel around filming themselves, and then they upload like five minute clips every day, and it makes it seem like their lives are just a fucking party, just. Well, I just I went to Thailand and then I met this this group of people and now I'm the king of Thailand. So guys, start a travel vlog. Just do it. You know, you're just filling up your time with distraction. You think look, I'm not saying don't travel, go travel. It's good. It's fun and and it's nice to see new things. You know, the people of the United States, a lot of them will be a lot better off if they saw some new things because there is a lot of fear that would be alleviated if you just simply went to a lot of places. It's just, it's a good idea to get out there and travel, but you, you, you do it right. You're not just traveling so as an excuse to not live a life, but that's what these people are doing. They're just, I just move from place to place. I don't have a home. I just, I, I, I sleep in my car or I have a houseboat and I just, I just go. 
because why? Because you're too afraid to stop for one second because you know you're a shitty person. So I'm sorry that work sucks occasionally, but you got to deal. You got to deal with stuff. We all we have. You can't. Everybody just starts over. You can't just start over every single time you start over there's actually there's a pile of psychological studies about that especially with marriage and stuff like people who continually get divorced uh they're basically at the end of their lives they're about as happy as during their first part of their lives when they were getting married whereas the people who stay in marriages long term and ride out the bumps they their quality of life is much better as the years go by. And that happens in many regards. You can say that with a lot of things, your occupation, you know, your, your friends, your family. If you ride out the bumps, a lot of times you can have a much higher quality of life. Instead of every time you have a bit of strife, you go, no, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to Zimbabwe where people are real. You know, you can't just stop doing that. Now, if you got a shitty job, leave it for fuck's sake. Life is too short to be miserable. I get that. I get it. But don't just think uh, just because you're going to be going, you're going to go somewhere and wear a a sarong or a sari that uh, somehow you're more spiritual and more connected to the earth. Oh, I'm so, I'm so connected to the earth. Everyone is one, you know? Everyone is me and I love me unconditionally. So I love everyone. But especially me. 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 Brian Regan, one of my favorite comedians of all time, is always talking about the me monster. You go to a party and there's all these people who just want to talk about themselves. Me, 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 me. And we often think of them the way that Brian is describing them, or Mr. Regan, as he probably should be called by me. Um, we think about the CEO, you know, of a of a of a venture capitalist company who's like cutting down jobs and and ruining uh, the environment in mexico we're so we're picturing that guy me me but there's a new group of me's you know these super liberal hippie weirdo just chase chase your shock for a bliss everybody chase chase your innermost happiness there is so much love you can give yourself if you allow yourself to give yourself that love Love yourself. You all do. That's all you do. Step outside yourself for five fucking seconds. Stop it. Christ almighty, I'm getting worked up. I am getting worked up here. We're going to take Sam to the doctor tomorrow just to change gears. Just to change gears. And uh, I'm not going to tell her about the mattress humping, which allegedly did not happen, according to my wife. Um, but I will, uh, we have to talk about his poo, you know, cause he started not pooing as much as he used to. And now that's not, that's, that, that was a low, it's a low bar right there. Cause he used to shit 24 seven, just liquid shits pouring out of the diaper constantly. So of course we expected it to slow down, you know, but the doctor sort of didn't. She was like, oh, because he was taking like a poo like once every two days. And what, what we were reading is like at his age, sometimes they don't poo for a week. And that sounds like it's bad, but apparently it's not that bad. You know, so it's just it's just your digestion, you know, your digestive system's evolving and changing. So so it's fine. But the doctor, she's kind of like, well, if he pooed a lot before, he should probably continue to poo. Really? Because by that logic, if he's 35 years old, 
he's going to take nine shits a day because that's what he was doing when he was two months old. I think that he would be, I think he's going to have a bad social life is what I think. No meeting girls in the laundry room for him. So she thinks there may be a problem with the pooing. I personally think pooing once, he poos about once a day now. Because my wife is constantly giving him prunes and shit. Because uh, our doctors made us a little too paranoid about it. And um, I don't know. I, the doctors, are, they're trying to do their best. But, you know, they make you so paranoid. Like he's, he's, he's not a great sleeper. Um, he is now. But he wasn't at first. And she was just like, oh, he's got to sleep. If he's awake for more than an hour, an hour and a half, then, you know, he's not going to develop properly. So me and my wife are acting like fucking lunatics. Running around, you just doing whatever it took to get him to sleep. We were bouncing on, we used to bounce him on this yoga ball, and we were bouncing on that goddamn thing like 18 hours a day, you know. And then sometimes he'd only sleep in your arms, so that's it. We're just standing there, bouncing him. I, I bounced him one time for about five hours from the, from the time of about 11 p.m. to, to 7 a.m. In, in that span, there was about five hours I was bouncing him. And you guys, I got the osteoporosis. You're long-time listeners to the podcast and all that. You know, that's not good for my back. You know, so, you know, luckily I let my wife do most of it. You know, she asked, you know, she's like, please, please, can I do the majority of the work in our marriage, especially when it comes to this baby? And I'm like, all right, sweetie, whatever you need, whatever you need, just don't leave us and go traveling indefinitely. Finding your bliss. Christ almighty. I don't know, everybody. I think you live your life, you know, pay attention to your baby shits. Uh, but, like, don't take everything too far. You can't take it all too far. You know, this is a nice way to tie it all together, I think. You know, you can't, you can't overreact. Look, look at the situation. You know, if the baby doesn't shit for a week... You know, keep an eye on that. If you don't like your job, quit it. But let's not just travel the world and shit indefinitely. So once again, thanks for listening. My God, you guys are amazing. Uh, Beardy, if you're listening, uh, thanks for tuning in. Let's try not to have too many awkward conversations about this podcast. But uh, I'm sure now you're going to be one of our friends. And... uh I'll have to make up for what I said to you in the coming podcasts. Maybe when I get to know you, Beardy. Maybe when I actually know your full name and I know your story and I know what happened. Maybe I'll bring you on the podcast. I probably won't. I probably won't. Anyway, I got a show out in Sarnia. Got one of those in uh, on Thursday. I'll update you how that one goes. That was with, that's with my good friend Deborah DiGiovanni, famous Canadian comedian. Until then. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Later on.